Pickaxe. Oh, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? Oh, what's the best game where you play a dead guy? Hey, you'll find out in DG247's podcast. Looks boring. What are you on about? It All of great. their games, they look boring. It doesn't look boring. It looks like it you're an assassin on the Isle of Man. But it doesn't have the kind of... Wow. The steampunk quail-based economy is incredible. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> VG247's Best Games Ever podcast is ostensibly a show about figuring out what the best game in a weirdly specific category is, but it's actually just about petty arguments. You should listen to it. It's good. Is that it? That's the whole promo? Uh, yeah, I was just doing And it. that's supposed to make people subscribe, is it? Yes. Okay, good luck with that. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone, again for another episode. When we last left our heroes, we were in dire straits. Mm, we wow. had managed to rescue. There was some mistakes on Sigmund's part. There were some mistakes <laughs> made. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy, you know, Tommy had some issues. Yeah, Perhaps. sure. We did manage to escape the aberrant realm. That's the good news. But we don't know where we're going because though we have rescued Tumpietta, the Prince of Owls, as well as in a sense, Terum Wimbleworther, who is with us now, as well as a freed Captain Santoros on board our very crowded druidic interplanar vessel, we've discovered that the eye on Dog Breath's chest is awake, mm. it's conscious, and it has taken control of our direction. The entity now identifying itself as Ivan has caused tentacles uh, to grow out of Dog Breath's back. <laughs> it's picking him up like just a baby that is now embedded in it rather than it being embedded in Dog Breath. Mm. And as it raises up into the air, it has threatened to destroy our worlds with great <laughs> delight. The ship is rocking around through the space between the worlds, bouncing off of the interplanar barriers of the route that we are carving through its power through these interdimensional spaces, and we are being thrown around on board the ship as it cackles with glee out of a mouth that has just opened up beneath the eye <laughs> on Dog Breath's belly, just in your abdomen, Dog Breath. What would people be trying to do at the moment, if anything? This is just chaos. People are just flopping around, yeah, knocking off the walls. You are still, you're gripping on for dear life. You are trying to steer as best you can, but you have no control over where we are going right now, I'm sorry to say. Oh, well, I've wanted to take us back to the, the material plane, but... You, here's the good news then. That seems to be where we are going. And as the eye strains itself, carving a path through these dimensions, suddenly, boom, we come bursting out into blue skies and green fields below. It's the material plane. But since you can see through the walls of the ship right now, Sigmund, you are the one who can clearly see, though we are in the skies above the refugee community of Haven. All is not well. We are home. We are home, but something is wrong with home. People are trying to crowd around the window, the one little porthole window, but no one's, we're bouncing around still. No one's really able to get a good look except- What the stuff. hell is going on, folks? <laughs> Kill me! Kill me and shake in control! <laughs> <laughs> and as you look down at the Eye of the God's Temple, you can see in the sky above the Eye of the God's Temple a beam of multicolored light mm. pouring down from the star 
that shines in the sky above the temple. It is nighttime right now, and there is a beam of light piercing through the center of the eye of the god's temple. And that is not all. In the distance, the water supply of Haven, a large lake known as Brightwater, has a massive pillar of steam rising up into the air. And it's hard to see against the pillars, much smaller, of smoke that are rising up from the camp as fire elementals and salamanders make their way through the tents, burning Haven to the ground, leaping around through the ashes and cinders, chasing the citizens to and fro. And you can see that there, one second, you can see one salamander in particular riding on the back of a red dragon as it hacks its way through the buildings. It is the very salamander who you banished back into the realm of fire. You can see another figure, a wizard in red robes, hovering exactly beside that leader of the salamanders. As they fly around, he's dropping fireballs in different directions. Haven is under attack right now. And the worst part of all is that the ship is still moving full speed, faster than you have ever been able to direct it towards the Eye of the God's Temple. We are about to crash land at full speed into the temple that your druids hold so sacred. While Dog Breath is just destroying Take control of the ship! What the hell are you Kill doing? Kill me! I have no control! <laughs> the eye immediately, as you come bursting into the material plane, the tentacles behind you go limp. You fall to the ground, Dog Breath. You're still rattling around. The eye sort of slumps, not completely shut, but visibly tired. And the tentacles on your back begin to almost not wither, but lose some of their strength and retract a little bit into your body. They're now not keeping you uh, like walking around like legs carrying you, but rather they're floating behind you like sort of streamers that seem to blow in a wind that does not actually Tim, exist. I'd like to take a swing at this eye. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't like what's going on at all, folks. You raise your battle paddle in the air. Give it to me. I thought I was doing the right thing taking you back. Turns Give out it to not me. so good. <laughs> I swing. The eye widens a little bit like it is trying to channel power, but it does not have enough right now. And then you just get the slightest glimmer Almost, I'm gonna roll an inside check for you, yes. Almost like it was unintentional. You're picking up little bits of thought mm -hmm. from the eye, courtesy of your helm of telepathy. I stop quick and I go straight to read. <laughs> I'd like to read so quickly. Stop he stopped and like, yeah. what are you doing, kill it! Hold on, excuse me. As you went for the slap, the excuse words me. that you heard in excuse the mind me. of the eye were, do it, yes. Oh, no, this is creepy, creepy. Mm, I'd and like he's to, like almost like, oh, you heard that. Yeah. I'd like to probe deeper. Oh. Yes. Oh. oh, you probe deeper. Rolling with disadvantage because the eye is so tired. Yes. You can feel the thoughts inside of this eye, inside of Ivan. As you probe deeper into the thoughts, you can hear Ivan the eye thinking, free me. Free me from this flesh prison so that I can achieve 
my full form. And you see, almost like an egg hatching, a vision of dog breath growing taller and taller until he splits open. (laughs) Two halves of him falling dead to the ground and climbing out of his torso, a many-legged eye that is growing much bigger than dog breath. Well, turns out, like the genie and said, Doris, I want you to do things too, but when you see what we're doing, you're gonna get slapped, and I slap it very hard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Making dreams come true today. That's what we do. Tumpy. Your congratulations, Ivan. You are hurtling down Where towards the ground for? still. Where are you aiming Right for? for the fucking pupil. Absolutely, okay. you're aiming for the pupil. Please roll an attack, but roll it with disadvantage okay. because you are Did being you bounced around right now. Okay. I am Tumpy. <laughs> if you're wondering who I am, I'm Tumpy. <laughs> okay. 27. With a 27. As the lower of the two rolls? Absolutely. With a 27, you're getting him right in the center of the eye with a slap. I don't think Cubby's missed a slap all. I slap with great accuracy (laughs) and great ability. Go ahead. Absolutely. Now, Tumpy, I'm sorry to say that right now it is so crowded in here and you didn't have advantage, you're not getting your sneak attack damage. But you are going to get your basic battle paddle damage, so you can roll that right now. 11. 11 with 11 points of Unless damage. Unless you want to do a booming blade. Good? You could do a booming blade if you wanted. Uh, yeah, boom that blade. You could. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. What is that, an additional two Extra years? thunder damage, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And an additional 14. Absolutely. With an additional 14, that's yeah. 24 damage. 25. 25. Yes, absolutely. With 25 points 20, of damage. 25. Yeah. Against the and eye. And if you move, you take another D8. As you smack the eye, the eye takes 12 points of damage because... Though your weapon is magical and is taking full thunder damage, the eye gets hit and you feel it almost like whack-a-mole receding into the body of dog breath. It disappears, shuts. There's no sign of the eye. It took 12 points of damage. Dog breath, you take 13 points of damage. Oh, shit. Sorry, dog breath. (laughs) Flying against the wall. And everybody screams when that happens. And Sigmund, this is your last split second yeah. to try to get control of this I'm, ship. I'm trying to crashes. pull us out of a tailspin. I would like you to make a nature check, and I would like to let you know that you can tell the DC to absolutely not impact the temple at all is 25. Oh, fuck. Jesus That's Christ. a nat 20 for me. Whoa! <laughs> no, no, if, if, if you, you I need, need a nat, a nat 20. 20. Well, what do you have an emboldened bond? Oh, I, I have an emboldened bond. True. That's not gonna do it. That's not gonna okay. do it. I got a 19. That's pretty good. 19. No, a total, total. A 25 was to not impact the temple at all. A 20 or higher would have softened the landing. And as you hit the wall, you're sort of arcing up, what? so you're not taking out as much of the walls as you normally would, but you plow right through one of the biggest intact walls Free of this right ancient no. ruin. Excuse me! <laughs> you pull up before you hit the ground floor or the catacombs of the temple, but as you pull up, you burst out the other wall. And as you come hurtling up and then are losing altitude and sort of crashing into some trees, boom, 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 skip along the ground, plowing a a new clearing. I always knew druids didn't know how to fly. I always knew that, I've always said that. You have extended the clearing near the Eye of the Gods. This whole path has now been cut through a bunch of trees. And behind you, you can see through 
the Eye of the Gods Temple, the two massive holes that you have created, more bricks begin to crumble down, and the whole roof of the temple collapses in on itself. It cascades to the ground. The catacombs that make the foundations are definitely getting some stones breaking through into them, and you do not know the status of the catacombs right now, but they're mostly intact, you think. The temple has been destroyed. (laughs) But the beam of light, which you kind of just barely missed. That's where you said I needed to plant Friedrich. That is, yes. Mm. And you still see the beam of light piercing through the heart of the eye of the gods. Now, it's almost as though as it collapses, some of the bricks don't fall. Some of them even rise up and begin to swirl around that pillar of the light. Where the temple was, there is now this nexus of energy in the pillar grows bigger and brighter with scintillating rainbow colors. Our ship has landed. First thing I've, uh, I look to dog breath because that's the number one thing. What is, what is happening with dog breath? Yes, what's happening with me? Eye is gone and the tentacles are still slurping back into your body. Dog breath, what is happening here? I've. Uh, as, as we get out, I'm just going to check quickly, make sure everybody, is anyone dead? Uh, no one, actually, everybody here, based on that landing, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, because we, Santoros, I Santoros know is probably going to. Uh, he gets to roll with advantage. I got a 12. Got 12 it. for you. Yep. 17. Okay. Friedrich Seven. was, and Tarim as well. 13. With a less than 20, a 17, Sigmund, you are taking six points of impact damage. Uh, Dog Breath and uh, Tumpy getting less than a 15, but higher than an 11. You get 11 points of damage each. Mm. You are allowed to use your reaction, not to do a shield, but an uncanny dodge would reduce that to only five points of damage. Absolutely, so you kind of tuck and roll. And then I would like somebody to roll a d20 with advantage for Captain Santoros. You roll Santoros, I'll roll Friedrich, you roll uh, Tarim. Or two, oh, Tarim, Tarim, And then there's, 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 and you can roll the other two. What do I roll, d20? Uh, D20. Um, only Captain Santoros has advantage Ooh, on Ooh, Friedrich got a one. <gasps> Not just Friedrich. Mm-hmm. Tarim two. Tarim got a Tarim one. Tarim got a one. Oh no, and he's only got 13 hit points left with a natural one. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Kill my Tarim friend. Tarim. 25 points. Oh no. He's not dead. He's unconscious after 25 points of death. His body, his, his, He's just slumped on the ground over there. So, Friedrich and, Friedrich and uh, uh, um, Terum have gotten knocked around by this impact. When you look up, you see that there is a big crack running through Friedrich's body right at the center, and flames are pouring mm. out of him like he's a piece of machinery here gone wrong. Terum has gotten bounced around like a pinball and now lies unconscious on the ground. Captain Santoros and the rest of us are a little scratched up, and I would like to see one more roll for Tumpietta, please. Mm-hmm. She does not have advantage. Uh, and then I will roll for the Prince of Owls. 17. 17. She is also taking six points of damage. I'm going to make a little note for that. Tumpietta. All right. So everyone is getting knocked around a little bit at least. Some of us worse than others. And the ship is quiet. But Sigmund, you can just barely tell. Um, you can see through the walls in the skies above Haven as the pillars of smoke and steam from the lake rise up. 
The dragon is turned in the air. The salamander points his sword, and him and the wizard are flying in the direction of our ship right now. Division. Totally. Dogbrass, can you control yourself? Division. What division? Didn't do division. We've got to get out of here quickly. We've got to help my family. Please, please. I feel my stomach. You feel your stomach, and you hear, "Go, hurry." They need your help. Okay. No. Save them. Help the crew. I look to my side. Terum! I run to Terum. 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 Nice. And it looks like he is not dead, just unconscious. I immediately burn a healing word. A healing word. Now, you're close enough to use a cure wounds if you want to do that instead. I don't think I have a cure wound. Oh, then, no. You are using a healing word. What level of healing word would you like to use? I'm going to burn a first level. First level. That would be 1d4 plus your wisdom modifier. Yes. Seems like a long day ahead of us. <laughs> now I need Terran back on his feet. Terran. Hand me Terran. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't touch him too much. <laughs> I'm, not to touching his, I'm not touching his thing. Terran, my sweet bone. I burn that healing word. Does anything happen? Uh, you burn the healing word. How much did you heal him for? Eight points of healing. It would have been eight points of healing. But you can tell that Terran is not doing so well in terms of staying alive and surviving halfway between his forms. He is still rotting and withering away. You only heal him for six points. Terran, Terran, wake up. Dog breath. (laughs) Dog breath. Uh, He gets an 18 to hit your armor class. Does that hit your armor class? Yeah. Absolutely. And he had advantage. He doesn't crit. Okay. So uh, dog breath, he's not hurting you, but please make a constitution saving throw. Okay, shoo, shoo. I rolled 20. 20, absolutely, with the 20. You hear from inside you, dum-dum. And uh, Terum, go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Unhand me, Terum, no. Terum, you're going to petrify me. Terum. I hoped it was a dream. How are you feeling? I, you need to reach a balance. Can you feel it in your body? Can you it's reach the balance? We need to get out of here now because there's it's, a dragon coming. I don't know. I don't know. Terum, get on your feet. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He starts to float up into the air. Oh, right. So he can? He can, yeah. He's not on his feet. He has no feet, but he's floating. Terum, we, we got to get out of here. Stay, stay with us. And I, you're going to leave the... I start gathering the people. Yes. I look to the Prince of Owls. I say, please, please help me. I need everyone I can. This is my family, my people. And I look to Tumpy. We got to help him. He's done a lot for me. He's done a lot for good people. And he's a great guy in certain cases. <laughs> he's a great guy. So we're going to take care of his people. And I know people... Lots of people in general, but let's do it. Tumpy, as he looks at so you, he notices an item that I imagine is very hard to conceal sticking out over your shoulder. You're noticing the staff. Is that wind vane? That's totally right. You're welcome. Where did you... And he keeps looking like the priority is obviously dog breath, but he... Where did you get that? Well, there was a lot of chaos. It's a long story, sir, says Captain Santoros. Well, he doesn't. He's going to lie to you. He's a total liar, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. But uh, I think if this belongs to you. Oh, very untumpy-like. Totally untumpy-like. <laughs> well, in certain cases, it's caused a lot of problems, I'd say. It's caused a lot of problems. I start, I start, I got to get out of here. I'm going for the uh, the remains of the temple. Tumpy, make with advantage a persuasion check just to make sure everyone is following us now. 25. Absolutely, 100%. The Prince of Alice says, you have a noble soul, but we need to hurry. 
He's right. We need to follow. I'm going to be standing and while you just made that sweet speech. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to turn. <laughs> Make sure you don't touch anyone until we say so. And if you're feeling weak, please just tell me. I don't know. I don't know if, if you're going to be <laughs> if you're going to be good on this this plane. Don't worry. We're heroes. This is what we do, dog breath. That's right. Floating behind you, Captain Santoros looks down with anger at you. He says, I thought you were going to do the right thing and turn yourself in. What happened? The vision. Santoros, you might be right, guys. Wait. Are you guys leaving? I'm I'm already gone. I'm running towards the temple. You've climbed out of the hatch. Tumpiet yeah. and the Prince of Owls are actually and following after you. It's me. a moment like he hung back to confront you, dog breath. For just a split second, I he's, left, he's oh, heading so. out. But I'm not there. So my charismatic guy's not there with yeah, me. No. <laughs> uh, should I be there? No, no. You can leave. Give, give him his. He can kill him. He's he knows he's in a hurry, but he's just like at, looking at the door. But like, why, Sandy, <gasps> Captain, and leans in with his scimitar. Captain, that's right. Captain, we have a deal. You, I said so. I will hold that deal, but. What I feel right now is well, there's no time. This thing is going to break out and start killing everybody. The only thing it wants is to get free of me. I need to get back in that cage, Sandy. Make a persuasion check. Oh. You're not going to like this, Tim. <laughs> so is my emboldening bond still going? Yeah. I rolled a 25. Oh, with a 25. He looks at you. He says, I was there. I was there when you turn the Prince of Owls into a monster. I won't let you hurt him again, but I do think, I do think you were trying to help. Perhaps you were always trying to help, Dog Breath. I suppose we'll see. You have no time, let's go. With the 25, he picks you up. <gasps> to keep an eye on you, maybe, to it's help like, you. Tori! With Terum as well. Uh, Terum is flying after okay. you. He will not touch Terum. <laughs> <laughs> so he is flying super fast, easily catches up to the rest of nice. you. Terum is sort of huh, 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 floating along behind us. He's in the back. But he's, Scout down her, Sandy. And I'm going to burn a healing word on him, too. Oh, okay. Hey, throw me. How much nice. are you healing him for? I'm going to go. He looks a little bit more he's noble. Oh, he's very hurt. He about 10 hit points left. Mm, I'm gonna. Do we get a long rest today on our day of doom? <laughs> Probably not. Okay, I'm gonna do a second level healing word on him. Second level healing word. How much you get him for? Eleven points. Eleven hit. points. As he catches up, that is when you hear a chime in your mind, and the voice of Master Lunestor, the endless abbot, Why speaks. <laughs> Dog breath. Why Lunestor. <laughs> I'm here, and I know you are too. Come to me in the catacombs, and I will explain everything. That's right. Can I answer? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Maester Leicester. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm here too. And you have some explaining <laughs> to do. Two. <laughs> so I just repeated what he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Firstly, to understand, yes. then to be understood. Good. <laughs> nope. Absolutely. And he did say the catacombs below yes. the temple? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So you get that message. 
The others are, you're catching up very quickly. Tarim is like, still like 15 feet behind all the rest of us, but like he's catching up and uh, what would we like to do? So uh, I'm running towards, uh, help me understand, there's a dragon coming at us. Yes, 100%. I'm gonna roll his perception check to see if he has spotted us. The dragon has not, the rider has not, the wizard has not. They all rolled really bad on perception. They can't see Um, shit. They see the ship, they're focused on the ship. We opened up the hatch and there were some trees right next to the hatch that we were able to dive into. And then we can keep moving towards the temple or in any direction without them really seeing us moving mostly through the trees. We need to undo everything we've done here. I don't think we fight everybody. (laughs) I don't think fighting is a solution, though I will slap. And I'll slap better than you've ever seen. But what we have to do is we've got to get him back in that cage. I, I thought, you saw the same thing I saw. So as we're running, you're like, you're just, I'm just, for, for I s- come flying up on his <laughs> arms in a Christ there. I'm like, Tumpy Christ. The eye was, it. the eye was lying. I mean, the eye, well, the eye was, I tried to probe deeper and then the eye was very angry and was super red and probably bloodshot in certain cases. And I thought maybe that's not a good idea. So we did the slap thing. I think you're right, Tumpy. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. But for now, please okay, just help my mother, mistake, my father, yes, my so, brothers are yeah. underneath the temple. We take him back after this, please. My family first. Of course, of course. Of course, let's help your family. We will do a great thing. It's not just a family. This whole place is under attack. I need help. Bring me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, if we get up to the, the collapsed temple. Yes, you get to the collapsed temple. The door into the catacombs is still intact. It was not destroyed. Let's get in there. Um, just All one right. thing, guys. If I start going haywire, I don't think I control this thing. You gotta kill me. You gotta just end it. Okay. This time, this time, I'm sorry to I'll say. I'll kill you. Rest. Yeah, I'll slap you. Yeah, face. no, I was supposed to get in the cage. <laughs> I feel pretty tricked. <laughs> Not sure if you tricked me, but no, we tried to say we were we were doing smart things. We were fooling him. We were doing things. <laughs> I felt like we were fooling him good. And it was a great idea until it wasn't, and it wasn't, and we should have left you there. And if it doesn't work out, I'll have to kill you. You seem broken up I'm about it. I'm lifting up the grate. <laughs> Absolutely. And now the grate is already open because no one's really paying attention to us only because the druids have mobilized for war. There are elemental beings of the fire variety all over the camp mm. and coming out of the druid grove and out of the catacombs are druids. And you see a rock go hurtling through the air and crush a salamander Fuck as yeah. it's coming from out of the tent. And ants. <laughs> Sorry, got a <laughs> non-copyrighted... <laughs> Tree ants come marching out of the forest, tossing rocks. Yeah. Another one hurtles yeah. through the air, demolishes yeah. a trio of salamanders, and one just simply walks over to a fire elemental and begins wailing on it. Unfortunately, it then roars in pain oh. at its own hands as it looks down, and the elementals begin to flood to the fore while the salamanders start to fall back. Wow. The battle lines are forming around the Temple of the Eye of Got the Gods. Got it. So is it? So we landed almost inside this protected circle. Yes, we are oh. inside behind druid and battle there's a dragon sort of there's a dragon flying around the, the landscape now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we can easily get into the catacombs. People are running to and fro, but we're not the focus. As long as they kind of register us as non not enemies, we're we're not being interrupted. So I looked I look I see if there's a fight. Mother and father are shortly there, but I'm not sure about Carl. And so I I, I said, Mother, Father, are you here? I'm not a perception check. See if you can find your family out here in the battlefield. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm underneath in the catacombs at this point. Correct? Oh, absolutely. You're in the catacombs. I imagine, my, my thought is they would be fighting with the druids, but Carl might be stuck underneath here. That makes complete sense. However, as you run to the door where Carl is, 
First of all, you notice the door is open. The room is intact. Maybe a few bricks fell loose, but that's it. However, there's no fire in the room. It's obvious why. Carl's not here. Someone is. She's sobbing. Mm. It's your mother. Mother, what what (gasps) has happened? Are you okay? Sigmund. We, we tried to get Carl. When we saw the beam of light, the druids, the hierophants, they looked into the future. They saw danger. That was all we knew. We took him. We tried to bring him, all the Geminods, out of the temple before something happened. And now I understand what it was, but they got him. A portal opened up around him and your brother. They're using him as a gate. They're using him to flood through. Mm. They're using him to bring the armies to Haven. He's out over the lake. We tried to get him to safety. We didn't know. We thought he would be safer there and they have used him to make a gate for their armies. I said, Mother, we we need to get out of here right now. We'll get him back. You can't stay here. The temple is collapsing. You need to leave now. This is all my fault. This is all my fault. For some reason, she does not get up. She's not coming with you. She just looks down at her hands. I did this. I did all of this. With an insight check, you know your mother is not acting normally right now. Something's wrong. Mother, follow me. And I, as I walk, I look to Tumpy, tired of secrets. And I telepath to Tumpy. I say, Tumpy, read her mind. Find out what she has done. Tremendous. And with just barely a 12, she needs a 13 to pass the saving throw. You probe deep into her mind and you see a series of memories that you can relay. Can you relay to me? Sure. Sure. Because I was going to be like, it's not your fault. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you've been around for these last eight episodes. The first memory is a young druid girl being trained by an elderly firbolg, a druid who is teaching her the ways of the forest. It then changes the image. She grows older and the druids are telling her that her mentor on a journey to the plane of fire never returned. He died there. She's wrought and distraught and as she holds an ever seed in her hand and looks at a baby in a cradle, she folds her hands over the ever seed and she opens up a portal to the plane of fire. And then you see almost the same scene again until you realize the baby's different this time and so is the seed. But again, she opens a portal to the plane of fire and walks through and this time you see what she does on the other side. She walks into the plane of fire. She plants the ever seed in the cinders, rocks, soil, and magma of the plane of fire. She looks. I'm gonna roll an insight check for you. She looks hopeful as she looks at the seed and then digs it back up, burning her hands as she does so to come back to the material plane. You, you hit me with this? I'm hitting you with the whole thing. 
she said. What does it mean? Mother. We'll talk later. Get out of here. You need to stay safe. Make a persuasion check. With advantage. 20. 20. She starts to blink. You're right. He's, he's not here anymore. None of them are. We brought them to places outside of the camp. I, I don't know. They're using him, but, but the other Geminids. They're outside the camp. Soon the forces of fire will find them. You must help Carl. We must. We must. And she starts running out the door. As we get out, I just say, I look at her and I grab her by both shoulders. I say, no more lies. This may cost me my life if you lie again. What is my connection to fire? With your 20 on persuasion, she bursts into tears and almost slumps in your arms. You are the only thing keeping your mother standing right now as you hold her shoulders. She looks down at her hands again. She says, I wanted to make you stronger. And Friedrich is with you, yes? Friedrich leans in and says, He knows. Tell him all. She goes, You know of the shrouded circle. You know what the druids are truly to do. We are to protect not our world, but the worlds. But how can, how could we do that if we are all so vulnerable, if we are all isolated here from the power of the elements, then we are vulnerable to everything outside of our world. And I didn't want you I didn't want to lose you the way I've lost others. I wanted to make you stronger. I thought I could make you and your brother stronger. And instead, I have doomed you and him and all of us. Now I understand these worlds are not for us. We must stay where it is safe. I made a mistake. And now I can't fix it. But maybe we can. I together. sit her down. I just like push her against the bench. I say that can be your choice. You stay there; it's safe. But I'm saving Carl. No, I've made and you I more vulnerable, down. not less. I Sigmund. push her down and I aggressively like hold her there because I am stronger than she is. Right now, she's not even trying to fight you. You stay safe. I'm leaving. And I go out. She sits there, slumped, puts out a hand, lowers it. My son, I will not tell you be safe. I will tell you good luck. You're running for the door. We get outside. The, bat, the battles are... The battle is happening. And make a perception check real quick. Can I make one too? You can all make perception checks. Um. Natural 20. Ooh, Natural wow. 20. You notice that one treant is fighting side by side with a massive shambling mound that you realize has a bit of like branches protruding from its head that are exactly in the shape of 
Wilhelm, Sigmund's father's hair. And as they fight side by side, the Shambling Mound climbs onto the treant's back and they merge together into one like giant treant mecha. And they have one single face that looks like Wilhelm's face. He is bigger than all the other treants now. And he's just stomping. He stomps on a fire elemental and puts it out like a cigarette. (laughs) And then he just marches, get out. It's Wilhelm's voice echoing throughout the grove of my world. And he just continues, he reaches down, throws a bunch of salamanders through the air and then one flying salamander who seems to be a sorcerer of some kind hurling through the air, shooting little blasts of fire, just swaps him out of the air, splats him down onto the ground. Sigmund Daddy. Mm -hmm. We need to deliver Dog Breath back to that place. And do you know a way we can get back? I mean, we can do a teleportation or something. What's it? Wait, the catacombs. Maester Lanaster here. And he, he told me to leave. But he might know what, how we can get back to that plane and, and enslave me for an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. Catacombs, where are they? Where the catacombs? Just, Just emerged out of them. Do oh, those were the catacombs? Those were the catacombs. So we go back there to go back there to go back to another place. We didn't see Master Linestor, but the druids have not explored all of the catacombs. All right, Do I'm going gonna to look to Dog Breath and Tumpty. He'd be deep. He'd be really deep in the catacombs. I grab both your hands. I say, Tumpy, Dog Breath, I'm 55 years old, and you two are the best friends I've ever had in my whole life. You're 55. We just, Pretty young guy. Wow, you, you look great. You look, you great. look great for your Omega age. 3s probably. I haven't been allowed out much. I'm oh, sorry. Vitamin D. <laughs> I have to save my brother. I understand that you have something you need to do. Tumpy, your family must be as important to you, and I've seen the love that you have for your sister. Thank you. I feel the same for my brother. I understand. Tomorrow, at daybreak, we meet up in the grove. I'm going to save my brother. Dogbreath, do what you must. Don't be if you need to keep your family safe. It's a great idea. Sister, we need to get you home. Back to Riven? That's correct. Will it be safe there? Probably. (laughs) She looks at the Prince of Owls and says, you're coming too, right? He looks around. My people will need me, but reaches out a wing and kind of looks at you sidelong a little bit as he takes her wing. But I won't leave you now. Not after what's happened. Well, long distance works for a lot of people, (laughs) and I think it'll work great for you, but we will go back to Riven and we will figure it out there. Do you have a way to get us back there? You got wings, don't you? I do have that. He spreads his wings all aboard. And she just laughs and changes into an owl. Well, she can't fly. She can. Uh, she's flown before. No, no, but she always had uh, like fly or. Um, oh, yes, or absolutely. Yeah. So she kind of turns into a little owl, climbs on his back. Does he know that she's a changeling and that she can do that? Apparently, yes. Okay. Never talked about it in front of you, but Got yes. It, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, boys, and in some cases, genies, it was fun. And I'll see you. Sure. So 
absolutely. You begin to take off into the air, flying in the direction of Riven. When a dragon. Oh, you're going up in the sky. When a dragon. There's a dragon up there. Fucking. And you have been spotted. Oh! <laughs> Immediately, oh, no. the dragon, the salamander, paladin, okay, knight. So, so I'm like, everyone, take good care of yourself. So I'm like, Tumpy, take care of your family. He's like, sure thing. Let's go <laughs> to the dragon. Prepare for liftoff. And from the camera, we suddenly see a dragon's head turn and then fly oh. towards you. Go ahead and make a perception check to see if you notice you've been spotted. I'll oh. the Prince of Owls. Prince of Owls goes, we've got company. That's not good, folks. Mm -hmm. What could I possibly do here? I'm gonna pause you here. Yep. What are the other two doing? <laughs> you got somebody in pursuit. Uh, so you got time to think. I would have to see him fly off majestically and not see anything. Because if I see a dragon notice him, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna reckon. Well, you can roll. You can roll a perception. You can roll a perception check if I'm you're gonna watching see a carefully. Dragon. But you may, with your passive perception, you would not be noticing it. Okay, passive perception. I'm gonna do. Oh, just roll. Can make a perception check. See. I rolled 18. 18 is not enough. You'd need a 20 or higher to notice the dragon. It's just the wrong angle. I see him. Tumpy, so majestic. He's gonna make it. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But he's gonna great. be there in no time. <laughs> That's great. Master Nestor, he's got magic beyond these worlds. You take care of your family. I'll ask him what I need to do and I'll, I'll join you in the daybreak. And I start scurrying down to the catacombs. I was just going to say, you will be scurrying because uh, Captain Santoros, as he sees him taking off and sees that you're oh, going yeah, I was, he's ground. He's flying me around down, down says, Sandy. <laughs> dog breath, I'll be eager for news about what happens to you. But I do wish you luck. My prince needs me. And he begins to fly after and uh, he will not actually be noticing. He doesn't know he's about to maybe rescue you from a dragon, but you got Captain Santoros on the way. Captain, very injured, incidentally. And uh, you salute to him. You go back into the catacombs, and you begin to look around for maybe a pathway down. As you said, to the deepest part of the catacombs is where Master Lunestor would be. Um, go ahead and please make a perception check to see if you can find the way. 19. With a 19, you just barely find tunnels leading down that seem to end in a dead end. It seems as though there has been collapses down here, but you're not finding a way to Master Lunestor, but you did reach its strange dead end hallway that seems to go down a set of stairs and then just ends. So you found a strange set of stairs that seems to just end in a dead end down here for some reason. You can make another perception check to see if you can find more than that. Another, uh, do I have my emboldening bond? You do have your emboldening bond. Did you roll that on the first one, by the way? I you did, I rolled it on. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I just figured, I figured, I figured it's like ending. Soon, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're in the last two minutes. Another 19, Tim. Another 19, I will say is just enough to notice there's a loose brick in this wall. What do you do? Hello and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast. And this week we're discussing the biggest Xbox leak in history. We're looking ahead to the Switch 2's potential launch lineup. We're asking why there are so many industry layoffs. Or at least that's what I would be saying if you're listening to the Eurogamer Newscast. Hello, I'm Tom, Eurogamer's editor and host of our weekly discussion podcast where we break down the biggest gaming news stories and share insight from our news reporting team. Head to your favorite podcast app now to listen. Just search Eurogamer Newscast. Odd. 
but this must be it. You twist <clears throat> the brick, and just you tug it, you push it, and then finally you twist it, and it clicks. The secret door opens up into a room that obviously connects with the larger network of ancient fey tunnels beneath the Everwoods. Mm. And you find a chamber that the druids must have missed is a large ceremonial chamber. It is directly beneath the Temple of the Eye of the Gods, though eight stories down would be your guess. You've gone down a lot of stairs to get here. But it must be directly beneath the Temple of the Eye of the Gods because the scintillating beam of light, which has grown to maybe 30 feet in diameter now, because you can see it piercing through the ceiling as though it's not even there, and then presumably through the floor of this chamber. And looking at it, silhouetted against the light, is a figure in robes. Master Lunestor turns to see you, and he speaks dog breath. It's beautiful. You oh, see the appear. skeleton monks emerging from out of the shadows. Hamel, Trudy, Adams, Jeffrey, <laughs> Shanna, all here. Trudy, Jared. French family. <laughs> you see Jeffrey nervously holding a tray with little mushroom cakes <laughs> on it, looking around back and forth between you and Lunestor. With your insight, let me just confirm, yes, with your insight you can tell they're silent, but they're scared. Jeffrey's bones are rattling and there's a tension in the air between you and Master Lunestor. Master Lunestor, you've led me true these last 30 years. You've always had a way with the underground networks. I have. I walk forward. Your, your knowledge has been vast, teaching me the arts of the dark healing ways. But something's wrong. What you said was not true. Is it wrong? Is it not true? You understand what I have taught you to a degree, dark breath. The light and the dark must be balanced. I taught you magic that I knew would tap into your power. Always tapped into my power. First time I used your magic in 30 years. Turned out an elemental girl. Even stronger. Nearly ruined everything. If my friends weren't there to slap her. And then the next day, I tried to save the city with my spell that Azun taught me. And it ripped a hole in the portals. Portals to another room. This. This is stronger for sure. But for who? For who, indeed. You have balanced the power of life with the power of death, the power of good with the power of evil, light and darkness. But there was a third power. I sensed it in you, dog breath, the moment we met. That third power which grew inside of you, it is that power which is why a tune brought you to me to use it. You are the chosen one. I was not lying to you, dog breath. I knew the moment you came to me that a tune had you consume this power for a reason. 
When I met you, Dog Breath, I sensed a potential. Remember what I said to you. For there to be balance, true balance, things must first be broken before they can be reforged. He looks at the scintillating beam of light and it reflects in his undead eyes. There are no eyes, they fade into darkness, but you can see the light emerging from out of his eye sockets. I tried to teach you, but I, I knew I couldn't tell you everything. You are between the worlds of life and death, but I know you, Dog Breath. I know you still side with life, with the living. But the living I tried to teach you can never truly know peace. The secret of a tune is that peace something that only the dead truly know. The worlds, he's walking towards you with his hands out. You know, this sounds bad. The worlds do not need to die. And it may seem that you are bringing death, yes. But just as the living must eventually find rest, whether they seek it or not, so too the worlds of the multiverse they cannot strive and struggle against each other forever. If they do, they will never know peace. There will only ever be true peace. The skeletons are slowly closing in around. <laughs> there will only ever be true peace once all the barriers, all barriers are over. Look, see for yourself. He gestures at the scintillating light he starts to create an illusion for you to look at. As that happens, I touch, I touch Ivan. Absolutely. Ivan shakes and trembles a little bit. Great power. And he says, look, death is never the end. There will be death and destruction, yes. But you know as much as I do, that is never the end. And you can see he's creating an illusion of beings, of fire, air, water, earth, things that look like angels, things that look like demons, all talking to each other. Trading, it seems, having a council of discussions amongst themselves. You're seeing scenes of peace between all the planes. Those who survive this convergence will no longer be able to ignore their opposites the way they have. They will have no choice but to face their counterparts, their shadows, and confront them. The new life that emerges will know a peace we cannot imagine. But how many will die? And at what cost, Nunester? I want nothing more than these realms to be at peace and balance. But at what cost? And I think back to the vision I was shown where I just got in the cage and it just was me and then everything got better as well. <laughs> as though he's reading your mind, he says, the eye promises that all will return to normal. But normal is not peace. The world that we have lived in for all these years, does it seem peaceful to you? 
Or does it not seem at war with itself constantly? There will be death, dog breath, yes, but that is not the end. Death is merely a transition into something new, and it is a price we must be willing to pay for true peace. Look at my half-skeletal hand. You are the balance. I didn't get to make a choice. But they should. And I don't know what that means. He says to you, I want them to have a choice. I want you to have a choice, dog breath, but dog breath, I cannot allow you to choose chaos over peace. He starts to rise up into the air because I am a follower of a tune as well. He begins to channel a spell in his hand and from around the pillar of light, two figures walk around and they do not look human, though they are humanoid. As their cloaks fall back, the hoods of their cloaks fall back, you see an emaciated pair of creatures with white skin and fangs and black eyes closing in on you. Dog breath, you have- Insight check? Vampires? You can make a knowledge check to know more, but they look like vampires to you. They got fangs, dude. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Get out of there. Dog people. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. What what is it? A knowledge check? Is it a dog? It's just just, a religion check. This is Chadwick family. (laughs) Dog people. (laughs) (laughs) What did you get? A 10. 10. These seem like undead of some kind. (laughs) Uh, Your initial thought is dog people, but it does seem like those look like vampiric fangs. And Lunestor says, you have a choice. We all have a choice, but I will not let you ignore the consequences of your actions, dog breath, because I have a choice as well. I have not acted for centuries, but now is the time to begin an era of true peace. And I will not let you take that from these people just because you are short-sighted. Dog breath, we will pause you right there. <laughs> and Sigmund, you're outside the Temple of the Eye of the Gods, unaware of all of this. Okay, so, I, so Tumpy flew up. Mm-hmm. Godspeed. Yeah, <laughs> gonna make it to Riven. You see Captain Santoros go after him, but that's the only thing you see right now. And it's me and Friedrich. It's you and Friedrich. Wish me luck, dude. So can you just, so there's Dragons. Temple, and they're, they're like, collapsing in, or are they mostly coming from the lake? Are they- It seems like where the pillar of steam is rising up from, that is where the fire army is coming from. Is that towards my father or is that? Is that, that is past your father. Okay. So there's the druid battle lines in front of you, then the fire battle lines beyond them, and then the pillar of steam rising up all from right, the lake. All right, so I, if, it, if it's all in the same direction, I, I will run up 
as and try to get into the druid lines towards where my father is if I know that the lake is beyond that where I understand absolutely to some be. of the druids especially the younger ones see you Sigmund you hear your father kind of turn when he hears your name and he can't really talk yeah. in this form very easily uh, and how's he doing by the way how, how, how's the rank and file looking uh, it's not a clear battle line you are amidst druids who are hurling spells even as fire creatures are attacking them some of them are like leaping forward on like springs of vines kind of to throw them forward. They're not clear cut battle lines. You are already amidst the fighting. Is turn with me? With the critical hit on stealth, no one knows where the fuck Terram is right now. There we go. Mystery. Where is Terram? Such a good question. Obviously, he's hidden at the moment. We don't know where Terram is. I don't know where Terram is. Terram is somewhere right now. Friedrich, on me. And I'm gonna to run towards the um, the lines of the druids uh, where they're coming into conflict with the fire people. Absolutely. Towards the lake, right? You can see up ahead in the direction of the lake where all the fire creatures seem to be coming from, there are not battle lines, but a rough battlefield that is formed. You can see druids are going down left and right. A treant runs by with huge burns along its face and crashes into a tree falls down to the ground. You can see fireballs detonating in the distance and worst of all, the people of Haven screaming. You see a fireball detonate, a bunch of screams go silent behind a bunch Oof. of tents. Uh, I'm gonna try to get into Druid lines. If there are people that are down, I'd like to get some healing words off to get them up. There are several people, one of whom is like, there's a Druid crying over a obviously dead fellow Druid. There is one young Druid who is trapped underneath a collapsing building and two other Druids are trying to help him out, but it does not look like he's gonna make it right now, though he's still conscious. He could use some healing, but he's also just pinned under burning rubble. Oh, oh God. I will cast, we're close to the front lines. Yes. I cast Wrath of Nature. Absolutely. And the trees begin to awaken and come to life. Uh-huh. And if, are there any trees anywhere near this building? A lot of them there are, but they're burning. Most of them that are near this building. I will try to get the roots and vines, and this is not it's, this is not the intended use of this, but the roots of vines of the ground to come like pull back the rock over top of this druid. Absolutely, go ahead and make a. Do they get like an attack? It's roll a strength saving throw. You're supposed to grab enemies. Is what perfect. It does. What is the? De uh, I'm gonna roll to see how heavy these uh, rocks are. No, not heavy enough that you are not able to. As the trees come to life. Something happens that has not happened before. You're noticing that as the trees open up eyes like tree ants on their surfaces, fire is pouring out of those eyes and mouths as the roots come out of the ground and begin to lift up the stones and move them, freeing this druid who's right. trapped. And I'll give him a, a, a good barrier or healing word to the first level. Absolutely. And uh, I see my dad. Mm -hmm. You see your dad and he is like swatting salamander sorcerers who are flying around out of the air. He stomps on a shield wall of salamanders who are marching forward. And that's when suddenly from around a cluster of trees, a figure appears, a giant covered in metal armor with fire pouring out of his eyes and mouth. The fire giant comes Boom, boom, in three massive steps. Shoulder checks your dad 
and knocks him to the ground, then raises a great sword up into the air over your father. Um, he's got a great sword. He oh. drives the great sword. I cast heat metal <gasps> on the hilt of the great sword, mm -hmm. which I have never done. My hand flares. No, father! And the sword. This giant experiences something he has never experienced in his life, which is painful heat. He looks in utter confusion at his own sword because he does not even know what it is he is experiencing. For a moment, he's probably like, it feels cold. No, wait, it's something else entirely. And he's so surprised, he just barely, what's your spell save DC? 16. 16? He just barely wavers for a moment. The sword falls from his hand and he takes a step back in fear, looking down at the sword. And then he looks around and his eyes focus on you. I think elemental adept for all you D&D people out there. Okay? This is real. Your this is fire hurts. Yeah, that sounds like a valid thing, sure. Um, he's looking at me. Mm -hmm. He's looking at you and he knows that you're concentrating on that spell. He begins to march over to you. Oh, by the way, uh, my my trees unalive because that was my concentration spell at this point. So I no longer have wrath. Oh yeah, the, the trees you just animated freed that druid. They're dragging him to safety or at least trying to. And then the trees deanimate. You do heat metal. And as the fire giant turns towards you, takes one step towards you, reaching down towards you, suddenly you feel yourself from behind. I don't think you've been picked up yet, right? Suddenly, Friedrich, from behind, you feel him reach down, lift you up, place you on his shoulder, and in one single fluid motion, goes to deck that Ooh. fire giant in the face. Roll a d20 plus six. Come on, Friedrich. Not a, an eight. He <laughs> He's never thrown a punch. As <laughs> the fire giant steps out of the way, grabs Friedrich's arm and pulls him. Please make a saving throw to see if he gets knocked prone, but it's a minus one on a d20. A five. A five. He just pulls him and does this sort of like martial arts move where he pulls his arm closer, puts a hand on his back, shoves Friedrich down to the ground and plants him, no pun intended, onto the ground. <laughs> he planted your teeth. <laughs> a, puts a boot on his back and goes, look, I planted a tree. <laughs> Was this Marvel? <laughs> yes. Nice. Does this Very guy good. have armor? He does. All over his body, plate mail. All right. You chose his sword for heat metal, and I'm Fair honoring enough. that because you can only affect Fair a certain enough. amount of metal. As he does that, my eyes flare with fire. And I just look at him and say, burn. And my arm engulfs in flames. I cast heat metal at fourth level, but on his armor. On his armor, absolutely. The chest plate, which would be very difficult to remove. 10 minutes. Begins <laughs> to glow. And when you do that, your gauntlet burns away. You have seen your hand scarred and burnt. You have seen your hand even with lines of magma running under the skin, but you have never seen your hand like this. It blazes like a torch Let's as go. it up in the air. And immediately he begins to howl in pain. And he begins to take the fire damage from your heat, fourth level heat metal Do spell. I, okay, that's 22 points of damage. 22 points of damage. Pretty good. Um, and I will look, my father, is he standing back up? 
Uh, your father is standing back up now, yes. I say Faza holds this fun back, there's no time. Absolutely. As he gets the heat metal spell, it, he's so scared of it, he's like patting it, he's afraid to touch it. He crashes back into some trees and trips and falls over backwards. Your father goes rushing over. I'd like you to roll a d20 plus. He's merged with his tree, he yes. gets a whole plus eight on this. 16. 16, and the fire giant just barely gets a 15 mm. to try to stand up. He's fighting, trying to get to you because he knows that you're making his armor burn, but your father sprouts a bunch of vines out of his hand, wrestled this guy to the ground. They're throwing punches at each other and he looks over his shoulder. Friedrich, go! I've, I've got, got him. him! And it doesn't look like he's got him firmly, but he's got him right now. All right, I look to Friedrich and I say, I'll find you. Help Faza. Now. And I point Friedrich towards my dad, and I look to the other druids around me. I say, to me, quickly. And I try to gather up as many um, that look like above the age of 16 mm -hmm, as possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> A lot of the druids above are the like age of healing themselves in the moment of respite you've kind of given them on this battlefield. And they look up at you, make a persuasion check. With advantage. Get out of town with that humor. 21. With a 21, druids begin gathering around you. It's some of the strongest druids remaining. Mm. And then you see running from the temple of the Eye of the Gods, somebody leading a bunch more druids, maybe another half dozen of them. It's your mother. She's running onto the battlefield and she has fire burning from her Ooh. hands. Fire is pouring out of her eyes. She says, we're with you. We are with you, son. And she is charging up to you. All right, I look at this. I see everyone, I say, I know you've been taught never to do this in your lives, but the plants cannot fight against fire. We need to take to the sky. This might feel crazy, but I know you all have it inside of you, as I do. I point to the uh, portal over the lake. The only way is by air. Fly with me. And I turn into a giant eagle and hope that they begin to do the same. They look in momentary fear as you turn into an eagle. But there's a lot happening around here. And then the Hierophant emerges with two shambling mounds, one on either side of him out of the woods, burnt and visibly injured. He's clearly heard everything you just said. And he says, what are we waiting for? Yeah, get in there, Everyone, boy. now is the time to Sigmund. And he turns into a giant eagle, takes off after you. You see druids looking at each other, and then another one changes into an eagle. Another one, another one. Your mother says, let's go. She changes into an eagle. And the two shambling mounds nervously turn back into druids. They look around. Shapes. And <laughs> they, they, they get duberet, duberet. They change into eagles and they take off into the air. Or one of them does and the other one's like, good luck. And I'll hold on to the fort here. There are in all eight eagles flying alongside you right now. Lord of the Rings, baby. And the Hierophant and a bunch of other eagles, six other eagles. 
Absolutely. And that is where we're going to pause you. You're flying over a bunch of the fire forces. Meanwhile, Tumpy, you've got a dragon on the way. A salamander is flying towards you, and we have seen Chadrick, all of us now smiting enough to recognize a paladin when we see one. He's got the sword out like this, blazing with a sword of radiant white fire. Well, this is not good. And I've got, I'm being carried by uh, by, uh, the Prince of Owls. Absolutely. And, um... Take us down, quick, take us down. Hopefully we're not too high. Mm -hmm. He does, he says, all right, I hope you know what you're doing. I never dive down if I can help it. I would go higher. And so he dives down, he starts to coast along the trees. Wait, is he with me? Santorus is with him. Santorus is catching up to you now. My prince, we've got enemies and route. I know, Santorus. You've done a thing that I've seen you do before. Make us invisible, would you? Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you very much. With great plays, and it was my idea. He looks at you and says, my prince, I cannot turn anyone invisible right now. But, But do not worry. It does not matter. Suddenly, as you kind of are flying among the trees, and the prince is like, maybe we did lose him. Boom! Out between two trees that incinerate under its fire, you see the paladin zooming in with the dragon paving the way. Captain Centaur says, it does not matter. My prince, you fly on. I have him. You do not need any insight check to know Centaurus will never win this fight as he turns around and goes to block the dragon with a slash across its face. He misses the dragon. Oh, man. He's out of the way, clamps down on his hand with a howl, and the salamander's already like, I've got this guy, and is looking at the rest of you. My prince, fly! Get out of here! Quickly, open your wings. And I get behind it, and I... Absolutely. Now, you do need to disappear around. You would not be able to hide behind the wing. So I'll say you can disappear around a corner. Okay, maybe behind a tree. Absolutely. You get behind a tree. Captain Santoros, sir, get out of here. And then you hear a cry of pain. You don't see him anymore. But you see the dragon appear around the corner again with around the trees with the paladin salamander still on his back. But Tumpy, what have you turned into in the meanwhile? So I turn the corner and I, I come out as a salamander myself. <sighs> yes. With uh, with my... Oh, do I not? I don't uh, another salamander peeks around the wings. Can change the look of your paddle. Oh, can I do that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, that can be part of it. It can change cool. it to a different weapon. I want it to be a spear. Uh, it turns into a spear and you see another salamander peeking around the wings of the Prince of Owls. It's Tumpietta. She winks. I'll follow your lead. I put the spear up to the owl's neck. Dragon. Is a dragon in front of me? <laughs> the dragon is looking right at you. His eyes wide in surprise. He's like, did I get the wrong owl? So you mean to tell me <laughs> that you, a dragon, are going to come try and get one owl, <laughs> which I have secured. Right. He's looking up at the paladin leader that he looks down and shrugs. <laughs> I've got this owl so secured. Hey, don't move it. I'll send you to the ranch. <laughs> oh! <laughs> but you need to get back to battle, all right? Ridiculous, some of these dragons, I'll tell you <laughs> what. Seeing that it appears, and Tumpietta also puts a knife to the throat of the Prince of Owls. Good. Seeing as you've got two who have claimed this owl and look like they're about to bring him down, roll a deception check with advantage. Let's go. Ooh, See my deception's hurt. good. Not, not that good. Ooh, well, maybe. Do you have a? Does we so? Does he still has an emboldening bomb? This this would. Uh, no no. He, this is right after. Actually, this is immediately after. 
Yours did, lasted for one roll into your next I think thing. You gotta be near me. Oh no, he doesn't. He, doesn't no, uh, you for, teleport. You get an emboldening bond. I think you still you would still duration wise have one last emboldening bond roll. What's your total? I have fifteen. Fifteen? I'll roll the insight check. Ah! For the dragon. And he got a total with a plus six of a 14. Yeah! And you then to tell me. you mean to tell me that emboldening bone came in here. And he stops, he puts his wings up and stops and looks up at the paladin whom he is taking orders from. And the commander of the forces of fire looks down at him and with an eight on his Let's go. insight check, he goes, shrugs. Best of luck. And they turn around. Use well. And fly back <laughs> to the battle. Well done. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. All right. Uh, the Prince of Owls, as they continue to fly, uh, turns to you and goes, listen, I'm, I'm sorry about your sister, okay? I know it's a complicated situation. You didn't need to stab me in the neck. <laughs> he rubs his neck a little bit. I had a rough yet for the And scene. she goes, yeah, you could have. She sheathed her dagger. Like, you could have made it look like you hurt him and you didn't need to actually hurt him. <laughs> yeah, for, and I'm sorry about your genie, all right? Oh, what has been? He says, I would like, I think they're gone. Should we fly back for... I'd like to fly back to see what happened to my captain. And he is trying to turn around in midair no. to fly back. And no, hold on now. Mm. Hold on now. Tumpietta <laughs> puts an arm out. We need, it's, that's his, that's his most loyal captain. He needs to see. Well, all right. You mean to tell me. <laughs> oh, don't you start with me. <laughs> Tumpietta is like, stop it. Stop it. Oh my God, fiance, right, come do on. It, do it safely and quickly. All right. And we can do, do it, it safely. They, they're long gone. They're, you know, they, we can see them disappearing. All right. We can do this. Hide with a vantage point. <laughs> All right. He looks around with his owl eyes. Captain Centaurus is not here anymore, but... He says, wait, and dives down. Hold on now. And you're like, whoa, right? Oh, I'm on this guy's yeah, yeah, back. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And as you land on the ground, you see he plucks out with a peck on the ground a small little oil lamp with an elemental gem embedded on the top of it. And he goes, oh, Captain, we can bring him back. Not now, but... Captain Centaurus will live to see another day. And, I, and then that there will be a wish, all right. Now let's get out of here. <laughs> Absolutely. He secrets transform, away the lamp. Transform so, back. Yeah. I'll just, you, you can take this either way. Uh, I imagine around this time, you're going to see about eight eagles yes. soaring through the sky towards the lake as you head wherever you're headed. Uh, Tumpy, go ahead and make another perception check. You see the eagles flying in formation mm. towards the lake, towards the pillar of steam rising up into 18. the sky. With an 18, you also notice while Tumpietta and the Prince of Owls are focused on the lamp that they have just retrieved, you're noticing a crackle of energy in the air. Make an arcana check to see mm. if you know what it is you're sensing. Mm. A nat 20 and a oh, 29. Okay, a nat 20. Whoa. You know, you have been around rifts and portals this whole campaign. And you know, it's not a rift, but someone has opened a massive portal. The only people who could open such a portal would be wizards of extremely high level because this isn't just a teleportation spell or a, a, a um, ordinary portal. This is the spell gate, 
which allows you to open up portals where there were no portals before. And you can tell that through the woods in that direction, back towards the Temple of the Eye of the Gods, someone has opened up a massive portal big enough for an army to march through. Well, I just was hit with a bombshell, all right. <laughs> so I need to process this. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. What we are going to do, do I know Sigmund is with the owls, is it with the eagles? You could surmise as much because those eagles look exactly like the eagle you Does see. Does that mean I can telepath? Too, too far. Too far. Yeah. Looks like Tumpy's on a mission himself. Change of plans. We have to go to this wizard and I explain the situation. There is a wizard who's controlling these portals and they're causing the armies. And I think with great smarts, because I'm greatly smart, we might be able, if I use a little bit of sleight of hand, I could probably get one of those, uh, what are they called? What are they called? Uh, uh, Gateways? No, uh, with, the, with this genie, what was it, Jesus? Wishes? No, lamp, <laughs> lamp, lamp genie, lamp. Uh, Aladdin. Um, uh, how do we travel between plane, plane shift, plane plane shift. shift scrolls? Mm -hmm. And I think with my brains and my sleight of hand, I might be able to get some plane shift scrolls and stop a war <laughs> as a king that I am. So change of plans. Who's with me? They look at each other nervously. Tumpieta says, I'd follow his lead. He's gotten us this far. The Prince of Owls is like, ooh, make a persuasion check on him. What do we think of that idea? <laughs> Cool. Oh, yeah, bring, bring. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Uh, with a ten, he's protesting. But you know, right now, time is of the essence. If you just start running, he'll follow. You're gonna follow. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent. Sorry. You say that. He's like, but but, but wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, and Tumpy is just like, just follow his lead. She starts running after you. <laughs> As Turn you, back into a salamander mm -hmm. while this happened. Absolutely. Now, follow me, right? <laughs> okay. As you're reaching some trees, that if you go past them, you are going to see the portal up ahead. When you reach those trees, are you just bursting through, or are you trying to make a stealth check at the tree? Uh, let's stealthy. Absolutely, you are very stealthy. Go ahead and roll stealth check. You're looking through the trees. Thank you. Twenty. Okay, twenty, and just. As the Prince of Owls is catching up to you, whispering, but aren't we supposed to be getting to Riven, you said, your city? That is when you see. Shush it's, it's not the wizard we saw in the sky. In fact, the wizard we saw in the sky is missing right now. We don't see where he is. The salamander we can see disappearing, flying back towards the main battle. And the massive gateway that has opened like a hemisphere, a huge archway of crackling blue electric energy that has opened. It's clear who opened it because they're standing, all four of them, around the gate, combining their efforts to keep it open. It's four powerful, robed Knights of the Division. Knight Commander Matthias steps through the gate. Hold on, man. And you can see stepping in beside him a Knight of the Division who is glowing eyes saying, I, he's in the catacombs. Dog breath is in the catacombs. <laughs> we need to get oh, to that God. temple. He's at the lowest floor. Uh, tell the general he's here. We've got him. And as Knight Commander Matthias steps to the side, General Ventheris steps through at the head of a column of soldiers. 
and Knights of the Division, many of whom are already flying through the air with their scimitars out, looking around, all of their buff spells ready to go. They are fanning out from here. General Ventheris says, find him and find every changeling in this entire camp. I want them all in one place when we execute them. One of the Knights of the Division comes running, comes soaring down to General Ventheris and says, General, we've got an attack happening here. Fire elementals are pouring through. The people of Haven are in danger. The people of Haven, he interrupts, are not my concern. Let them all burn. Find me dog breath now. And the Cullum begins marching towards the temple of the Eye of the Gods. Ironically, you also know that if the whole army is coming through, then you know where that portal leads back to You know, that Riven. works out pretty nice, Tim. <laughs> that works out pretty good. Dog Breath, you've got two vampires and a bunch of skeletons closing in on you. And Lunestor says, we all have a choice, Dog Breath. But we're responsible for what we decide and the consequences that follow. We all have a choice, I say to my crowd of skeletal friends. You see Jeffrey just kind of- What choice do they the have? Tray. Fred, Tammy, Jeffrey. You've treated them like servants your whole life. Jeffrey puts his hands up like, don't involve me. <laughs> <laughs> if you, we followed your rules, we'd roll over a city of bones and ashes. Outside, it's already begun and you're somehow involved. Jeffrey. He's just, the whole body rattles. Master Lester, tell me one name of your servants. You know, Jeffrey. He knows his names. Basically, I'm saying he doesn't know. He just treats oh, them Oh, he treats I them see your point. He's, let, me, let me do something better then. So you said that. The, you know Jeffrey because I spoke his name. Tell me one name of the servants who served you for over 30 years. My, my servants do not speak. Names are for the living. Yes. They cower. That's exactly right. And you've been dead so long, you can't remember the taste of a crisp apple <laughs> or a pancake in the morning <laughs> or love sweet kiss. <laughs> <laughs> How long has he been dead? He's been dead a long time. Mm -hmm. It's clearly affected his perspective, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's affected his perspective. Who knows? He says, these sensations are temporary. The peace I offer to the worlds is permanent. It's the peace that only the dead know, but the living will get to experience it as well. You evil teacher. You're no patron of a tune. Evil and good must be in balance for there to be peace, dog breath. I drop to my knees and let him approach. He seems to smile, thinking this is done now. And he floats down towards you. The vampires close in, the skeletons close in. He says, dog breath. Use the eye. It suddenly appears on your belly again and opens up, and it looks 
as though it's not paying attention to your interactions with Lunestor, doesn't care about the skeletons, doesn't care about the vampires, it looks past them at the scintillating light. Dog breath, use the eye. Aim it at that beam, and we won't open a rift to any elemental plane. We won't open a rift to the aberrant plane. You will open a rift that leads to every world, all of them at once. The world of aberrants, the world of elementals, the world of nightmares, yes. And Dog Breath, you know that in the faith of a tune, they teach that there is a realm to which all dark thoughts go, a realm of nightmares and horrors that they teach is the antithesis of a tune's piece. And Master Lunestor says, we will open a rift that leads to the realm of nightmares, yes, the realm of demons, but also you will open a gateway for this world to see the light of a tune's realm as well. Not in a vision, not in a promise, but in actuality, we will have a tune's peace on earth. All of the gods here with us, beside us, not remote, not misunderstood, not distant and detached. He will be here with you. And that rift will spread until it encompasses all the worlds. And we are all in one place together. Not a multiverse, but one universe united. That's, that's a dream I've had for a long time. But in that dream, everyone had a choice, Maester and Nestor. And in your time on here, you forgot that. And I will... He's close. He's almost right next to you now. He's I will descended down to the ground. I will slap a fucking... Oh! You pull out the broken <laughs> shackle of anti-magic power. You shackle him with it. Make an acrobatics or athletics check and you need to beat a 15. Oh, that's, that's high. high, that's high. Okay, oh, acrobatics, you're handling. I have a plus one. Yeah, yes. You surprised him, hold on one second. He gets disadvantage on this. No, still a 15, but you have advantage for surprising him. <laughs> he was giving you some- He's giving you a lot of outs. <laughs> Should I get it? Go ahead, roll it twice. The first one is a no! The first one is, all right, this is it. Uh, no, there I, is a 70% chance this does not yeah, work. Yeah, <laughs> good luck, dude. <laughs> you better run. <laughs> oh! No! I'm 19! I'm 19! On him. You and we all have a choice! <laughs> and immediately, whatever spell he was readying, wow. it's gone. It leaves like one side of his hand, just like, ooh, depowers, and he, oh, the spell! And he loses the spell. It spills out of the other hand. No! No! Tear him now! Claim him! Hug him! <laughs> and that is when... No way. Suddenly, the hero, the ceiling above <laughs> the hero you, of the story. descending down, wrapping yes. his tentacles around Master Lunestor's head, he says, <laughs> we all have a choice, <laughs> and pulls Master Lunestor back. He is going to hit Master Lunestor, and Master Lunestor Come on, fail. gets a roll fail. versus Paralysis. Fail! 
and he gets a nine. Oh! Not enough. He misses by one. He paralyzes. He's being lifted up into the air. He tries to get orders to the vampires. Let's go. But he can't. And as they look around, like, what do we do? The skeletons begin to look at you. But hold on, hold on. As it as he's being as he's being petrified, can I do something? Yes. Okay. And you taught me to be strong in 30 years. You taught me to bring balance. And I'm gonna do it with both sides. Boom, channel divinity. You can't you activate. You can't. It's been, it has uh, been It comes back with a short rest though? No. I have two. Yeah, well, it, oh, it, channel it, divinity? Channel you don't divinity. know what I have. Okay. <laughs> Boom, channel divinity. You do your last channel divinity. I have, no, I don't, I have more than one. I have more than one. Cause it's also your emboldening bond. I get, right? I get, I get channel divinity okay, a number okay, of times yeah, per short rest. Today. You Got don't it. know it. I have multiple channel divinities. I already have, I have both of them. Boom, channel divinity. I cast dispel. Well, sorry. Or, you're channeling divinity to do what? It's not a spell. It's it's, so a, it's a challenge divinity. Channel divinity part of ability. My class. Mm-hmm. It's called turn undead. And as you turn undead, you I lo- I use, use my skeletal hand. The true power that Master Lunestor did teach you of death to not turn the undead, but command them. The two vampires must make their saving throws. What is your spell save, DC? Uh-oh. <laughs> that didn't look good. That looked good. 17. 17. I'm sorry to say, both of the vampires shyly. That's fine. And then loom in Ooh. to go to strike you. But the skeletons all voluntarily fail their saving throws. A white light begins to pour out of their eyes, and they turn and lunge to Jeffrey to grab <laughs> Jeffrey them. Frank wow. Jeffrey takes his tray and smashes it into the face of one of the other vampires and all of the other skeletons pile on to the other vampire as he's trying to throw them off to get to you the skeletons turn and Jeffrey says out loud dog breath get out of here go the eye And through the fold of energy, you can see looking back at you an eye. And it's not Azoth. It is the blood red burning eye at the center of the realm of nightmares, which looks back at you. And that is where we will be. Oh, nightmares? Oh, Lord. God damn it, Ivan! Oh man, things. Ivan, GG. That's great. All right, GG, GG. Oh uh, wow, 